What is a cowboy? It's not about hats and horses. Cowboy is about courage, honesty, respect, integrity, strength, and truth. And when you put those things together, it spells Christ. And that's what being a true cowboy is all about, riding for the Lord. My name's Kevin Weatherby, and I want to be the first to welcome you to Save the Cowboy. You just sit back, grab you a cup of coffee, and get ready to learn how to ride with the Lord. A couple of years ago, uh, we had a pasture roping out there at, uh, at the Pecos County Cowboy Church. We had it out at our ranch, and I mean, uh, West Texas is a little different than Colorado. Now, I ain't seen just about this much Colorado, but most of the fences I've seen is good. Maybe it's just y'all that live along the roads, but our, our fences were just, I mean, you know, they, they were held up by air and God's grace. That's about it. And we had this pasture roping out there. And I mean, if you've never been to a pasture roping, we had this big long gooseneck trailer and we'd put a bunch of roping cattle in there and then we'd let one out at a time and, and they would, they'd have like a 50 or 75 yard head start and, you know, they'd trot out of that trailer and then we'd drop a flag and these cowboys would go tearing out across this pasture. And I'm not talking about pasture like this arena. I'm talking about, you had about maybe four feet between each mesquite bush. So they're ducking and dodging. I mean, you talk about having good wrecks, man. There was some good ones that day. But all of a sudden, my sermon left. And uh, anyway, we got out there and, and they started roping them. And we put cattle over every fence we had out there and three that wasn't even mine. So at the end of the day, I mean, not only are we gathering cattle out of our pasture, but we're going down in there. And there was one heifer that had got loose. She was neck roped. And she got down in the draw. Now this draw, Kynosa, is real brushy, but it's pretty flat, except for Kynosa Draw, which Kynosa Draw, if you've ever been to Alpine and Fort Davis, the Glass Mountains, the Davis Mountains, Kynosa Draw is the main outlet for those mountains that empties into the Pecos River. And this draw is nasty. And so we got down there, and we were looking for this heifer. Like I said, man, she was neck roped, dragging a rope, and we couldn't find her. And we tracked her down into that draw, and then we run out of daylight. This was on Saturday. So I got up Sunday morning, and we preached our service. And then three other cowboys, they came out there. And, and we had it narrowed down to about a mile and a half where she was. And uh, so two cowboys got on this end, and me and another cowboy on this end. And I took my blackmouth cur dog with me, and we started working. And we met Tommy and that other fella about halfway down, and he said, man, he said, we ain't seen her. He said, but I ain't seen nothing but brush and cactus, and, and uh, he said, I, I, I hope we can find her. And I said, me too. And it wasn't probably five minutes. They kind of went back to where we had already been, and we kept going. And we were riding along there, and Ann was, I was on one side of the draw, kind of working the middle and back up this side, and the other guy was doing the same, and Ann was going between us down in that draw, and she had just come up this little rise, and I seen her jump up over some, uh, some rock and brush and stuff like that, and when she hit, she stopped like this, and her head swung around like that, and she let out a bark, and she bailed off back down in there. Of course, there's just pigs all over the place, and I thought, ah, oh, she done found a pig, and she's going to chase this pig to kingdom coming back and everything, and I thought, well, I need to go see. And sure enough, I mean, it, it probably wasn't 300 yards from where... Uh, Tommy and Stanley had rode this way, and me and the other guy had rode. We, four cowboys had rode right past her. She was brushed up in some brush down like this, and oh, Ann found her, and she was barking, and whenever we piled on top of her, boy, she jumped up, and she took off, and she was dragging this big old mesquite branch. And she went over a fence, and I mean, I hollered for uh, Tommy and them, and I could hear them busting brush trying to come, and we got to this, this other fence that wasn't ours, and anyway, she just bailed right over the top of it, but... 
I had to kind of get off and mash it down and try to get my horse across it and then the other guy's horse across it and she's going across this plowed field. And this field, I don't know what they plowed it with, but it was plowed about this deep. It was like running through a snowdrift. And that old, that old heifer boy, she was kind of, she wasn't as heavy as that horse, so she was booking it across there. And me and that old sorrel horse, Ace, he was giving it all he's got. It's like Hanos. <laughs> a norther was blowing in. And that may not, you know, northers in, in, in Texas, y- y'all deal with that. It's like eating, you know, dessert. You know, y'all just have these northers that blow in. Y'all are used to it. Well, down there in Texas, man, when one of them things blows in, it gets real cold real fast. And I guarantee the wind was blowing about 45 miles an hour sustained right out of the north. And that girl was headed right into that wind. And me and Ace, boy, going as fast as we can. Well, finally, we kind of hit some harder ground and we kind of make up some room on her. But I guarantee you, I could not get any closer than about me to that speaker stand from her going into a 40 mile an hour uh, headwind. And so I drug out my loop, being a cowboy that I am, and I swung it like this, and I said a little prayer, and I let it fly. It sailed out there and landed right on her horns. Dear God, that was a lie, and I just asked forgiveness for that. I'm sorry that I tried to sound like I was more cowboy than I am. That loop flew about this far and roped me and Ace. I was jerking like this and trying to get loops undone, and Ace is looking back at me like you're an idiot. We're still trying to get up there, trying to get up there. And I seen another fence coming, and this fence was a little bit better. It had four T-posts during the mile, so it was off the ground. She got there, and like a deer, just whoop, right over that fence. And I got there. Ace is, he's tired. Here comes the other cowboys. They come up, and they're like, where's the gate? I said, well, you stand right there, and I'll stand right here. We'll just make us a gate. So we hopped up on that barbed wire, and we kind of did like that, and a couple of old uh, tie wires snapped. We led it across, and Ann is still... Still getting after this cow. She can't stop it. I mean, she'd get in front of it and he'd just try to run her over and she was doing all she could. And, I, and just stay with her in case she gets back to the draw. So here we go. We get across there. Now she's, you know, a quarter of a mile ahead. The horses are spent and we're getting out there. And we never gave up. And finally, we got her turned and out into this flat open place. And Tommy got a rope on her and we came and put a heel shot on her and stretched her out and went and got the trailer. And it was a wreck. In Luke chapter 15, verse 1 through 7, tax collectors and sinners were all crowded around listening to Jesus. So the Pharisees, now what's a Pharisee? A Pharisee was a super religious guy. He had all the books of the Old Testament memorized and and all of this stuff. The Pharisees and the teachers of the law started grumbling. They said, this man is friendly with sinners. He even eats with them. Then Jesus told them this story. If any one of you has a hundred sheep and one of them gets lost, what will you do? Won't you leave the ninety-nine in the field and go look for the lost sheep until you find it? And when you find it, you will be glad that you will put it on your shoulder and carry it home. Then you will call in your friends and neighbors and say, let's celebrate. I've found my lost sheep. Jesus said, in the same way, there is more happiness in heaven because of one sinner that turns to God than over ninety-nine good people who don't need it. Wow. What a powerful statement. Jesus is saying, you know, it's not that He don't care about the 99 that are saved, but He's he's a lot more thankful for that one that is found than the 99 that are saved. As long as there's one. Last week I showed a clip of the great cowboy western Monty Walsh. 
he rides up on, on these two fellers that had been rustling cattle, and they, uh, he said, man, if I was starving, I wouldn't rustle cattle. And they said, well, you ain't starving, and they ain't the, the, uh, the slash wise cattle. He said, they belong to a bunch of bankers, and they don't, you know, blah, blah, blah. And, and he said, I still wouldn't rustle them. And one of the guys says, that cowboy way of life that you're talking about, it's dead. And Monty says, it ain't dead as long as there's one cowboy taking care of one cow. And that's what we're talking about with Save the Cowboy. As long as there's one. As long as there's one person willing to be a neighbor. Instead of worrying about trying to figure out who fits the criteria for being a neighbor to figure out who we're going to help. As long as there's one lost, Save the Cowboy will be out looking for him. Let's go through this verse right quick. I want to point out some things to you that, 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 that just apply. It's going to be, some of you has never heard some of these things that I'm fixing to tell you. In verse 2 it says, this man was friendly with sinners. He even eats with them. If you're too Christian to hang out with sinners, I'm telling you what, say the cowboy might not be right for you. We ain't mad at you, nothing like that. There's, there's a whole lot of other places that you can go that you might fit in better. But if you don't want to get your hands dirty and you're not willing to eat with some sinners and hang out with some outlaws, this ain't the place for you. We have been called together those that are lost. We ain't been called to stand here at a, at a set of church doors. And, and please do not get me wrong. I am not criticizing God. We've all got pastors together. Okay, God has laid it on all the church's hearts. And I thank God for every Bible-based, believing, Jesus Christ preaching church out there. But the pastor that God has given Save the Cowboy is the outside. We're going to go where nobody else will go. We're going to go down into the Kainosa draws of this country, and we're going to go find those that are neck roped, hurting, and dying. If you're too Christian to hang out with sinners, say the cowboy not, might not be right for you. We don't have a set of papered registered stock here that comes and rubs your pretty little old heads on you when you go out with the cow cake and stuff like that. The ones we're gathering are hurt, dying, and most of the time, they're just a little bit hooky, if you know what I mean. Those are the guys, those are the gals that we're trying to reach. Those that have felt shunned in other places. We ain't going out there to judge. We're going out there to love. Verse number 4. Jesus says, What will you do? Won't you leave the 99 in the field and go look for the lost sheep until you find it? What will you do to reach the lost? See, a, a lot of people out there, they, they, they I, I want to reach the lost. I want to go out there and, and, and gather the wild ones. Well, they're good at it. They'll chase it across that clear, loud field until they hit a fence. And then they're like, oh, hmm, well, there's a fence there. We lost them. They're going to turn around and walk off. Fences are everywhere in Christianity. Good Christians don't cross the bar fence to reach the lost. I wrote a deal on Campfire Cowboy Ministries one time, and I, and I thought about reading it, but I'm just going to summarize it for you because I don't want to take the time. But it basically, it was a story about a man... The, the old cowboy it was sitting there, and he had a knock on his door, and he had this super religious guy come in. He's like, hey, you know, I really appreciate who you are and how you turn your life around and all that stuff, but uh, there, there's a fellow brother of ours that has, has fallen, and he's down at the bar, and I know that you used to associate with those types of people, and we was wondering if you might be a good, kindly Christian and go down there and get that guy out of that bar and show him some love. Oh, holy said, Yeah. I don't mind, man. I know that place like the back of my hand. So he gets dressed, puts his old boots on, grabs his vest, walks out of there, goes down there and gets this fella, and he helps him up and gets him home and everything. And a couple of weeks later, oh, holy, he's sitting there. His phone rings. He answers the phone. It's an old friend, old cowboy that's just passing through. 
I ain't seen him in a long time. This cowboy says, I'm down here at this bar. Do you know where it is? He said, I was there just a couple of weeks ago. He said, could you come down here? I'd like to talk to you. He said, sure. So he went down there, and whenever he got there, his partner ordered him a beer and sat it in front of him. And, you know, Hooley sat there, and he had a beer with him and everything, just kind of sipped on it and everything. And this guy talked for an hour. Just about, you know, the rain and the cattle prices and, and all this good stuff. And finally, towards the end, he said, Hooley, I'm fixing to have to go. This guy had about four or five sitting in front of him, and Hooley still had the one. And he said, Hooley, I, I heard that you turned your life around. He said, I'd like to turn my life around. The reason I ask you here is because I want to know what you did. He said, I didn't do nothing except give my life to God. He said, you think God would accept somebody like me? He said, God died for somebody like you. And he sat there and he witnessed to him. And then they left. And before they left, they prayed. And that man gave his life to God. But as they were out there praying, one of the church people drove by the bar. Saw Hooley standing outside the bar. The next day, Hooley's at his house after a hard day's work. And there's a knock on his door. And it's the same religious fellow that had asked him a couple of weeks ago to go and, and, and help this Christian brother out. Hooley answers the door and he says, well, hello, how are you? He said, you are a no good Christian. After all that we trusted you with and everything, it has come to our attention that you was arousing and carousing down at the local bar with the sinners of the earth. And sir, we are here to tell you that we don't appreciate it. And Hooley smiled. He said, oh really? He said, okay. He said, it's kind of funny. When the, when the Christian brother or sister had fallen off the wagon and, and they'd gone down there and everything, boy, you were, you were real quick to send me in there to rescue him. He said, but when I went down there for the lost, for the hurting. Now you come to me on my front porch and want to criticize me. He turned that guy around. He walked him to the edge of the porch and he said, Son, look out across there. He said, They're all out there. He said, The lost aren't in here. The lost are out there. And he backed up. He kicked him right between the pockets. He said, Now get your butt out there and start reaching the lost instead of just the Christians. That's what, say, the cowboy's going to do, folks. Well, there's not going to be a fence that comes to us in, in the spirit of good Christian. Oh, good Christians aren't supposed to go in there. Folks, you fill in the blank anywhere that is, that's where the lost is. The devil puts up that fence and tells you that you're not a good Christian if you cross that fence to go in there in search of the lost. Now, there's a big difference in going in there and searching for the lost and going in there and being one of the lost. Good Christians don't cross the gentleman's club threshold to reach the lost. I read a book the other day that there was a ministry that uh, some ladies put on that they would go in there and help them dancers. And some of them came to know Christ. But I wonder how many good Christians criticize them for, for going in establishments like that. Jesus did it all the time. He'd be walking along and he'd say, hey, let's go in there. And they were like, oh man, you're going to get us in a train wreck if we go in there with the religious folks. Jesus said, I don't care. That's where the lost is. I'm going to go in there and talk at them. So he'd go in there. Good Christians do cross fences to reach the lost. Hypocritical church people don't. Christians will reach out to anyone and everyone, and that includes adulterers, pornographers, the homosexuals, the murderers. I don't care what adjective you want to put in there to describe somebody. We are called to reach those people with the light of God. Remember, church people hate it when other people sin differently than they do. I want you to think about the impact of that statement. Church people hate it when... People sin differently than they do. We're all sinners saved by the grace of God. The only difference is we've got the grace of God and they don't. We're going to try to make that introduction so that they can have it too. Leave the 99 behind. That's what Jesus said. He said, wouldn't you leave the 99 behind? We have to get out of the churches and start to find the lost. There was a... And sometimes you wonder, at what length would you go to? We were down there uh, between Fort Stockton and McCamey and we was, we was gathering and... and uh, 
we, we were short one. And so we went back out to find this. We were clearing the pasture and, and everything like that. And we had, a, we had a great deal. If you've ever gathered cattle with a guy in an airplane, it was cool because he'd go out and he'd find it and he'd just circle. He even had a shotgun uh, with some bird shot or rat shot on it. And he'd dive down there and try to shoot them to get that out of the brush and stuff like that. Not hurting them any, just you know, peppering them a little bit and everything. But he kept circling and circling. This, this old gal was mad. And so we went out there, and I mean, she was, she was in, a, in a clump of mesquites that you probably couldn't have shot a spitwad through this thing. And she was madder than all get out. And so, you know, we tried to, you know, you'd ride up there, and she'd charge your horse, and she had some good old, old horse stickers on her and everything. And anyway, it was just all this stuff. And finally, I said, all right, guys. So I'm going to take one for the team. I'm going to ride right in there, and when she charges me, I'm going to just drop my loop on her, and I was tied on, and I'm just going to ride like I'll get out the other way. They said, you're crazy. I said, well, you know, we've been standing here for 30 minutes. She's going to end up dying just because we've been chousing her so much. And, they, you know, if you've ever worked with a bunch of cowboys, they're like, yeah, do it. <laughs> yeah, this is big. <laughs> Scoot back. <laughs> Watch this idiot. And so, anyway, I got my horse up there. And I went right into that brush. There was like a little clearing right there. And she did. She come after me. I stuck the nicest little loop on her. Of course, her head was right there. So it, it wasn't hard. And I just covered up my head so I didn't get run off by branches. And I, and I pulled her out of there. Folks, I'm telling you, when you go after the lost man, they are on the hook. They're mad. What will you do to leave the 99 to gather the lost? The lost are brushed up outside. They're not brushed up behind the pews. Think about that. The ones that we're trying to reach, you're not going to find them cowering behind the pews in the church. You're going to find them out there in the brush in the world. What is save the cowboy? It's not what is save the cowboy, it's who is to save the cowboy. We're neighbors willing to go out there where others are unwilling or unable to go. I don't want there to be 99, 199, or 999 sitting in here hoping that a lost person will walk in. I want a lost person to maybe walk in here and go, is this the church? No, sir. Church is out there looking for you. That's what I want. Now, we can gather here on Sunday mornings to get our, to get our orders, just like a ranch headquarters. But during the week, I don't want us meeting here every night. I want us going out there and gathering people. Go look for it until you find it. Jesus said, if any of you has a hundred sheep and one of them gets lost, what will you do? Won't you leave the ninety-nine in the field and go look for the lost sheep until you find it? I search for the lost every day. I heard a guy say that. He said, he said I'm willing to go uh, minister to the lost. I said, well, how far do you go? He said, God will bring them to me. He said, I go open my front door every day. And I look in there and see if God brought me somebody to minister to. Is that the way we do things? No. We're not going to sit here and shake a feed sack begging Lost to come in. We're going to take that feed sack, which is God's Word, and we're going to go out there to them. I love the word go until. Go look for it until you find it. You know, the Holy Spirit will help us do that. We're not alone in this matter. I kind of look at the Holy Spirit in this situation kind of like that cur dog I had with me that day. We would have never found that heifer that had been neck roped, brushed up if it hadn't been for that dog. So as we're going out, we don't really have to worry about whether or not we're going to find something because Jesus says in His Word, Ask and it will be given. Seek and you shall find. Knock and the door will be opened. All Jesus wants to do is us to go. He can work with movement. You talk to some of the horse trainers in here and I guarantee you, I don't know unless you're just teaching a horse to stand still that there's very much you can do to train a horse if its four feet ain't moving. 
Get on moving. That's what God wants us to do. He wants us to get out, get moving. It's a matter of life and death. I want you to think right quick, why did we go to such lengths for one heifer? Was it just because we borrowed the cattle? No, not really. I mean, that might have played a part in it, but it wasn't the reason. What would have happened down there in all that brush with a neck-roped heifer about three days from now? She'd start going up there. There was no water in this draw. She'd start going. That rope would start unraveling. It'd catch on something. She'd get wrapped up in something. And what would happen? She'd die. That's why we went and looked for her. Because we didn't want her to die. That heifer had a head loop and eventually it was going to get caught on something. And, if that, and then that heifer would have dehydrated and died. Sin does the same thing. Without the living water that Jesus provides, many people are dying as we speak. And they don't even know it. But we do. That's why it is such imperative that we go until we find them. Now, sometimes we may have to go a long ways, but more often than not, all we have to go is just down the road to our work, to the feed store, to the cafe, to our neighbors, and sometimes to our own homes. It is that important. Verse 5, Jesus says, And when you find it, you will be so glad that you will call your friends and neighbors, or you'll put it on your shoulders. And when you find it, what do we do when we find them? I've had that, I've had that question asked. Like, you know, Matt, I, I, I want to tell people about Jesus, but Matt, I, I just don't know how. You know, do, do, I, do I get some of those Bible tracts and just, you know, do, do I need to give me my big Jesus stick and whenever they come out, ah! and start hitting them with the Jesus stick? Folks, I don't know anybody that ever says, I come to Christ because I got beat down with the Jesus stick. It ain't going to happen. It is not going to happen. How do, what do we do when we find it? What do we do when we find them? Simple. Remember this. Show them that you care. It's as simple as that. Show them that you care. Eat with them. Invite them over for supper. Share your table with them. Go to a roping. Hang out with them. Sit there with them. Just visit with them. They need to know that somebody out there cares about them besides themselves. There's no better way to share God's love than just to hang out with people and not judge them. Who cares where they've been? Care about where they are and where they need to get to. Many people just immediately want to invite people to church, and there's nothing wrong with that. You meet somebody, you talk to them for 30 seconds, hey man, you need to come check out Save the Cowboy. There's nothing wrong with that, okay? There's nothing wrong with that. But most of them, that's like going out there to that heifer and going, hey man, you want to go back to the pen with me? No? Oh, crap. What do we do now? Sit on there and love them. Bring them some water. Stay there with them. Show them the love of God. Many people just immediately want to invite people to church, and there's nothing wrong with that, but I'd rather you show them that you care enough that they ask if they can come with you. Because I guarantee you, at one point they're going to ask, what do you have that I don't have? How come you're not complaining about all of your problems? How come you're living a life of abundance? You've got the same problems I do. How come they're not affecting you? How come I feel like my life is trashed? And how come you think your life is wonderful? Simple. i got a friend. I'd like to introduce you to him. Who is it? His name is Jesus Christ. As long as there's one. That's what Monty Walsh said. He said, as long as there's one cowboy taking care of one cow, it ain't dead. Well, I'm here to tell you, who is Save the Cowboy? As long as there's one neighbor being willing to be a neighbor like God intended. And as long as there's one lost out there, Save the Cowboy's going to be out there with them. Save the Cowboy will be out looking, gathering, finding, healing, and giving hope to those that have none. All of these things aren't of us. They're in a man named Jesus Christ. 
We don't have those things. We are the vessel through which Jesus works. And we're gonna introduce folks to him. How? First off, through our actions and words, if we absolutely have to. To my knowledge, that heifer that we gathered off the Kynos of Draw that day, that heifer that was necroed, dying and didn't even know it, is a healthy mama cow now out in the pastures of West Texas. Not a pile of bones hung up in the brush in Kynos of Draw. As long as there is one lost, save the cowboy, will be out there. But we're not gonna go out and trap them with ropes or dogs, but we're gonna go set them free with hopes in God. Glad you took a ride with us today. If you liked today's service and heard God speaking to you, I'd like for you to go to our website and check out the new book, Simplified Cowboy Version Gospel of Matthew. If you've ever wanted to read your Bible but found it difficult to understand, then this book is for you. Just go to SaveTheCowboy.com and click on General Store. You'll find tons of stuff there to help you in your ride with Christ. You can also partner up with us by following the online giving link. All our monthly supporters get an audio CD or DVD every month in the mail as our way of saying thank you. We don't care about the amount. Look at what Jesus did with a couple of biscuits and some fish. He can do the same with your helping hand. I know you couldn't help but notice all the great music playing in the background. You need to stop what you're doing right now and go by BarryWardMusic.com and check out his new album, West of Dodge. This program wouldn't have been possible without these fine folks. Tumbleweed Hay and Hauling, 303-324-8217. WesternLLC.net. Look East Realty, 303-644-4444. Double H Heating and Air, 303-669-8911. Integrity Auto Repair, 303-621-2845. And Comanche Creek Enterprises, 303-619-7030. Please support businesses that aren't afraid to show their faith. Call them today or go by SaveTheCowboy.com and click on Sponsors for more information.